The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. So the topic is uh, a dual topic, which will last either two or three uh, sessions, I think. Uh, so it's uh, before Shimon Esrei and then Yehul Laratzon after Shimon Esrei. So halakhically, they're one halakha. Okay, it's, it's the same same cause of both of them, but uh, we're going to take up one at a time. Okay. So I thought before doing this, we haven't reviewed my method of analyzing tefillah in a while. So I figure we'll just, mm. yeah. Okay. So, so let's start off by doing the, uh, just a recap of the mm method of tefillah analysis. Okay. So there are six steps. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen this before? <laughs> oh, you have? Okay. <laughs> okay. And then the mnemonic is, hmm, tefillah is good. All right. So the six, uh, these are not in order. Okay. These are um, just six uh, six avenues to analyzing tefillah. Okay. Uh, and we'll, I'll list each of them. We'll explain. Uh, first M is milim. Second is mikra. Third is mafarshim. Fourth is masora. Fifth is mine. And sixth is meaning. Okay. So milim is analyzing the words analyzing the grammar, analyzing the textual differences between the different versions of the Siddur, Ashkenaz, Sephardic, Yemenite, Rambam, all that other stuff. Okay. So just focus on the words. And again, these are not mutually exclusive. They overlap. They complement each other. These are just the six like, like uh, tools in the toolkit, I guess. In order? No, they're not in order. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think they're in order. Maybe they are in conceptual order, but not in the order that we deal with them in. Okay. All right, Mikra is that, uh, again, the uh, foundation of my method is that, I mean, it's not my method. All the phrases in tefillah, with few exceptions, come from either directly from psukim or are inspired by psukim or like incorporate psukim, okay? So um, so the second step would be to, or not second step, another avenue is going into the, uh, finding what the original Pasuk was, uh, tracing back the phrase in Tila to the original Pasuk, and then understanding the, uh, the Pasuk in context in order to understand its use in Tila. okay? Three is Mepharshim, which is Mepharshim on the Tila. okay? There are Mepharshim, the Abu, Abu, Abu Dharam, Ribar Yakar, Ozer Tfilos, yeah. Where do you find them? Uh, yeah, Budaram, Yagar, those are tefillas. There's different different books. Uh, the, there are different works that different Rishonim wrote, different Akronim. Uh, I could point in the yeshiva. Those are tefillas is there. Abu Dharam is there. Ribar Yakar is <laughs> no, yeah. Um, so, uh, but the, the, there are uh, there are mafarshim This could also be contemporary mafarshim You know, okay. Four is Masora. That's the catch-all term I have for halachos. Okay, analyzing how the particular phrase in tefillah emerges from the halakhic system and how it fits in and also what halakha did with it, all the minhagim, all that stuff. Five is mind, which means you come up with your own interpretation. Okay. Like, you know, this is like what we do with Mishle, right? We start off with just our own mind and then we go to Mepharshim. And then six is kind of a catch-all. You could call it meaning, we could call it miscellaneous, which is personal meanings and associations. So for example, there are certain phrases in, let's say like, um, uh, like Yom Tovim Davening, like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of a grim example, but there uh, was a, uh, I probably mentioned this before, that um, the, uh, uh, someone, someone in our community, uh, in our high school community, died uh, on, I think it was on Sukkot, or right before Sukkot, and then the day that we came to school, we had, we have school in Cholmoy Sukkot, and um, the day we came, like, everyone in the school was crying, and I remember in Hallel, 
uh, getting to the line of Zehayom Asa Hashem Nagila Venismakabo. This is the day that Hashem has made. Let us uh, be joyous and happy on it. And no one was like, everyone was sad. And just feeling that clash of like the, the, uh, you know, the, character of the Yom Tov and like the, the line. It's like, that doesn't fit into any of these categories. That's a personal association. You know, it's not even an interpretation. It's just like something I associate it with, you know, um, uh, or like another, another memory, another group memory is, uh, I remember, I don't, I didn't know it at the time, but, uh, Ari Bleicher, who wrote that article on Tefillah that I think everyone should read about, uh, how to daven, uh, what the limits of Tefillah are and how you can't daven or something impossible. I remember seeing him, uh, during the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah in the back of the shul, uh, davening and crying. And I didn't know that that was going to be his last Musaf in his life, uh, his last Musaf of, of Rosh Hashanah in his life. And he probably did know it, you know? So like that in the, like when I think about certain things, I talk about, I associate to that. Yeah. Two questions. Yeah. One, why do that? I feel like we don't do that for any other area of learning typically. So yeah. Cause this isn't learning. <laughs> no, cause this is, this is a, a Photoshop late, right? So this is, uh, this is applying, you know, learn. There, there, okay. There's two types of a Photoshop believe there's Talmud Torah and then there's Tefillah. Okay. And Talmud Torah, you're really gaining knowledge and learning is not the time to be like looking at yourself through that lens necessarily. Like when you're like uncovering the ideas, Tefillah is then when you, you self-reflect, right? That's Lihit Palel Hashem is to, reflect or judge yourself in light of these ideas, you know? So any tool that you can use, I think is, is beneficial, you know? Uh, so that's the method. Okay. Second question. Yeah. And oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might've actually accidentally answered it. Okay. That answer, but yeah. Like, is there a particular misleft that you think is better to go with? I mean, like as a baseline, as a baseline, uh, it's a weird question. <laughs> from, from what you just answered, yeah. I would think, whatever is the one that you dive with because that's one that you yeah i mean like, there's the halakhic answer and then there's like an all things being equal answer right the halakhic answer is um is the whatever your uh minhag is that you were raised with or whatever your shul davens the the all things being equal answer is whichever one you think is either the most accurate or whichever one is the most consistent you know right. and that will lead you to you know, we don't have full things of complete accurate serum, but like you'll lead to the oldest versions of the sitter, you know, and that's like an amalgam, you know, like there's even differences between the, those things, but I'm not saying that you can just like change it up, like, you know, whenever you want, but no, yeah, 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 yeah. you're just saying, purposes. yeah. Oh for, oh, for learning purposes, definitely. Yeah. Learning purposes, definitely looking at the original ones and then looking at the evolution will give you interesting things, okay. you know, because, you know, we do try to justify Minhagen and, and changes and stuff and going through the process of like, figuring out what you think is the correct version is like a, a really, really good, uh, uh, uh-huh. you know, it'll, it'll help your Kavana no matter what, but like, it's, it's good for your own perfection also. Yeah. Is it? Um, why, why are McCarthy before mine? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, why I say that I said there's a conceptual order here. Oh yeah. I think I was going, yeah. Why did I say this? Maybe it's not an order. Yeah. That's how I started off saying it's not an order. Yeah. Yeah. I started off by saying there's no order before you came in and then I switched it, but then, yeah, I don't think there's an order. Yeah. So what we're going to do tonight is the order we're going to go is start with uh, mind. Okay. Then, well, I guess we're going to translate, but we're going to start with mind, then go to the um, Masora briefly, then go into the context in Tanakh, which is probably as far as we're going to get tonight. I don't even know if we're going to complete that. And then uh, I think next time I'd like to go back, look at more Masora and uh and more mafarshan okay that's gonna be the plan all right and we're gonna start with some society yeah quick question um we're gonna be looking at, at each uh 
No, no, no. We're just looking at, at the, tonight's topic or the, the next couple uh, uh, weeks is Hashem Sefasai Tiftaf Ufiagiti Lasecha and Yihu Laratan Yimrei Fi Vehigan Lugif and Hashem Tzuri Bevoli. So the first and last. First and last, yeah. Yeah. Just those two lines. Just those two, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. The, 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 that's that's what we're starting. I mean, because I want to start with the beginning of the Shimon Esrei, but then I was like, this is the beginning of the Shimon Esrei. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Why are we doing the whole thing? Is that just too much? Or that's just, it's not I'm not going to make a commitment to a 700 part year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's just an estimation. Yeah, I'm not going to, I don't know. I, I'm going to start with this. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if God opens my lips and then lets my mouth to phrase. Okay. That's a, like, yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. okay. So the Pasuk, um, so let's actually let's actually start with the yeah okay um uh let's actually start with the Gemara just to give us some background but we're not going to analyze the Gemara we're just going to get halakhic facts okay so the the overarching context is um smichus gula litfila which is a whole other sugya which I'm not even going to go into just plain shot what does it refer to like halakhically and 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 tefila being okay right yeah and again just uh, an FYI, whenever we encounter the phrase tefillah in halacha, 99% of the time it's referring to Shemona Esrei, okay? Shema is not tefillah, it's Kabbalah's own of Shemaim. Brachos of Shema are the Brachos of Shema. So the Zimra is prior. Tafanum is tefillah means Shemona Esrei. Yeah. The other 1%. The other 1% is that sometimes Mepharshim will use the term loosely or they'll use it um, conceptually, but in a weird way. For example, the Ramam uses the verb um, uh, in some place to be mispalel slichos, okay, uh-huh. which uh, which slichos do not like, uh, you know, are not shmona esrei and don't seem to be tefillah, and then, but the kuntras has a whole shear on how slichos is a type of tefillah, so, yeah, um, and then the other time is that people will sometimes, like, uh, loosely use it, where I see it recently. Probably more recent parts. Yeah, and typically in Akronim, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes Chazal might use it like that also, yeah, tomorrow. Sorry, can you just repeat what is Smikas Gula referring oh, to? Smikas Gula Tfila is um, juxtaposing the bracha of Ga'al Yisrael to the start of your Shemona Esrei. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And there's a whole sugi about that. In fact, the Gemara's here are going about how, like, anyone who juxtaposes a Gula Tfila will not be harmed all day. Yeah. Gets a good deal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. all you have to do. And guess what? We already we, we do it every day. Yeah. Okay. So so the Gemara. So this is on uh, Bracha stuff. Tess Amud Beis. Okay. And the Gemara asks a simple question, which is Hechi Matzi Samit. Where do you do this Michus Gula thing? Okay. And it brings a problem. V'ha Amar Rabbi Yochanan, but but Chila who Omer Hashem Sosai Tiftach Ulevasof who Omer Yihu Laratzon Yimrefi. In the beginning of the Shmona Esrei, before Shmona Esrei, you say Hashem Sosai Tiftach, and at the end of the Shmona Esrei, you say Yihu Laratzon. So what's the problem? It's no longer Gal Yisrael to the, the beginning of Shimon Esrei, a Baruch HaTashim Elokim 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 right? Yeah. All right. So, 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 like, what are you supposed to do? And every Shimon Esrei starts like this, right? So that's what leads Rabbi Elazar to say, I'm a Rabbi Elazar, to hate B'Tfila Sha'arvis. So first he tries this move. I don't know what this Havamin is. He says, it'll be in Mariv. Okay. <laughs> but then it says, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Ezehu ben ha'olam haba. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hold on a second. Just one second. Did I miss? Amar Rabbi Elazar teit b'tefila shal arvis. Okay. Hold on. V'ha Amar Rabbi Yochanan Ezehu ben ha'olam haba. Ezehu ha'somech. Oh yeah. Sorry, sorry. Hold on. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just a second. Yeah, yeah. So, so he says uh, in Mariv, you're gonna get. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I got reverse. Oh, I had to warn you, right? Uh, this happened on Monday night. So I, my body is still on uh, daylight savings time, and I just shut down in our mission last year right at eight uh, fifteen. So I'm trying to like get my adrenaline up to like not shut down. But if if if, if um, I could get a little like not thinky, okay? So. <laughs> no, nothing you that. No, no coffee. Uh, <laughs> I don't have co- I don't have coffee past twelve p.m. I'm gonna have it at eight eight fifteen p.m. Yeah, okay. Coffee. Oh, I oh, no, 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 let's not talk about this. Okay, let's not. Okay, okay. Anyway, so yeah, so that so Chaim, you're right. Is that Amar Rabbi Elazar to hate the Tefillah Shal Arvis? Wait, are you right? Let's, let's cheat. That. That you'll have uh, Shams and Sanctions off by Mark. Yes, but Mark. That was not all Yisrael. But is that what it's saying? Hold on a second here. Amar, Rabbi Lazar. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Say Shams and Sanctions off at Mari and not Shafris. Okay. So now you've got, now at Shafris, you've got all Yisrael right in Tishman Esrei. And then at Mari, you have Hashem Sufasai Titak and you're fulfilling all the halachas. Okay. Yeah. But then Bahamar Rabbi Yochanan, but Rabbi Yochanan comes back and says, Ezehu ben Holom Haba. Okay, who's going to be a Ben Olamba? Here's another perk. Zehu Asomach Ulu Shal Arvis, Litfila Shal Arvis. Okay, that's if you do Smith's Ulu Litfila Ad Mari. Okay, so now Rabbi Lazar is backed into a corner. What's he going to say? We're not a Ben Olamba. Oh, that, uh, that, uh, that. Mincha. Oh. Ella, you've been to another set. Ella, Amar Rabbi Lazar, tape it to you, Mincha. Okay, so put it at Mincha, right? There's no bracha. You say Ashrei, right? And then you say, you say, and then you have Tefillah. Okay, but then Rav Ashi comes and saves the day. Rav Ashi Amar, Afilu Tema Akulu. You can even say them in all, you can say it in all of them. The Kamen de Kavuha Rabbanan Batfila, Kitfila Arifta Damia. Okay, so you could say Hashem Sfazai Tiftach in all the Tefillos, because since once the Rabbanan established this in Tefillah, it is like a long Tefillah. Yeah. Where's tomorrow? It's in Brachos Tes Amud Beis. Now there's another one in Dalat Amud Beis, but the way I read it is that one is referencing this one, and this is the main source, but it's exactly the same words. No, this is good to know. It's like, uh, yeah. Because, uh, oh, it happened in Migdal when I was one Greek. Yeah. And, uh, some of the guys wanted to say the Shamru Friday night. Oh, yeah. explained to them why we don't do that. Uh-huh. And they were like, but we say Kaddish or whatever. We were trying to explain to them that, well, if Chazal instituted it, then like it's different. <laughs> and like, I didn't know where this Gemara was. Yeah. So that that is a uh, that is why we don't say Vishamru or people do other pesukim right they say Elamode Hashem on Cholamoy or Yom Tov that's why we don't say that at the Mariv of Shabbos and uh, because that would be an interruption of Gulutvila the, the Gemara goes through Hashkivenu on Dalat Amudbeis and Hashkivenu is also like a Gula Arifta it's like an extended Gula uh, but then uh, I was looking to this one year and apparently the Minhag say Vishamru is a very very old Minhag from the Gaonim. And um, I brought that up to Ken, and Ken's like, "Yeah, but going going more always right," uh, which is which is which is what the Rambam, in yeah. all fairness, holds. Right, the Rambam had one regret in his life, which is I didn't. He says, "I wish I didn't rely so much on the Gonim," because <laughs> he was in his. There's we have different drafts of the Rambam's Pirush Mishnayos, and the main um, uh, category of 
of changes is where he relied on the Gonim and then found that the, 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 the wrong. Have you ever I don't mean to be like, I don't mean to like, I'm not being the Gonim, I'm just quoting the Rambam <laughs> saying that he wished he relied on the Gonim. Yeah. Did you ever go to uh, Israel and, and go to the um, museum over there where they have a database of a bunch of, um, you know, Sparum and they, you know, they spoke about the Rambam. Museum, they have, uh, You're talking about Cairo Geniza stuff? Uh, I think so. The, I don't know. I mean, it's stuff that we saw. So, so I, I have a point specific to yeah. the problem. Like, um, apparently, like, they were saying that, like, they have manuscripts of, of, of Robin's text and, like, he would constantly change. Yeah, them. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The day he died. Yeah, I mean, we, we the, the cool them. thing now is that we have it's the like, Freeburg Jewish uh, um, Manuscript Society, uh, where you can look up all of the. Um, uh, you can look at the Kairogeniza. Not only do they have all of them, they have it digitized so you can search by words. And uh, and then on Al Torah, because Al Torah is, of course, great, is that they have, like, they'll put, um, uh, like, I was looking something up for Isaac, and they have a little fragment of the Ramam's first draft of that thing from the Mishnah Torah, you know, so it's it's really cool. They have, oh, yeah. Um, just back on the Mark, so yeah. you say that the Kaddish is... Is um, part of so, or you know, Shalom. when I was doing the research for this, I thought I saw someone say that there was an opposition to saying Kaddish mm-hmm. between um, between Gula and Tfila at Mariv, and I didn't look into the issue. So, so I, that I don't was know. The guys biggest, that was what their argument was back then. It's like, well, Kaddish is like, yeah, like, by default, is a breaking like, right? And I don't know how to, I don't know what we say about that. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, I'm trying to understand. I'm not fully getting it. Sure. I don't know this area at all. Yeah. So you need to go from Gaal Israel straight into Shmona Esrei? Yeah. But then they have this Shem Sevatai Tavi. Right. They say you should say that. Why? Uh, so, oh, so that's the thing. So you notice this Gemara never says why okay. we should say Hashem Sevatai Tavi. Now they're grappling with, well, how do I say that if I'm supposed to Exactly, yeah. Oh, and then you see, it's not just it's a good thing to say. You see that the Rabbanan, Kivin de Kavuha Rabbanan Batila, the Rabbanan established it in Tfila. So it's actually part of Davning. But the, there's no Gemara that ever says why, okay? And the weird thing also, this is just very frustrating to me personally, Rashi doesn't say anything, Tosfos doesn't say anything, Miri doesn't say anything, Rashba doesn't say anything, Gritha doesn't say anything. No, none of the standard we shown him explain it, except the Rabbi and Yona, who we're saving probably for next time, the editor, okay? Because uh, we, uh, I just wanted to show you the Gemara. Yeah, does that answer your question? I think so. Right, and then so it's saying that since it is like Tefillah, then when you put Galishal next to Adresham Safsai Titah, it is smichus gula yeah, it still works. Yeah. I mean, maybe we can't answer this question yet, but it seems weird to me to say it's like a tefila arista because really the rabbana makes tefila, so we'll just make it part of actual tefila. Like right. things is like it's part of the long. Okay, tefillah. I'm glad you said yeah, that. Okay, I'm glad you said that. It, it gets worse. Okay, so um, there is um, a shear in the kuntris, otherwise known as I realized I, I was corrected that I was pronouncing it wrong. It's Lemiktah or Lemichros is the name of the book uh, of, of the Kuntris. And uh, I'm not going to go through the Kuntris here, but but uh, the Baal Kuntris raises a question from the Ramam's uh, codification of the Halakha. Okay. So I'm going to read it and you're not going to see any questions. And then I'll show you the questions. Okay. So the Ramam says in Hilos Tfilah, Birkas Konim 2 9, Behold Tfilah Mina Tfilos, Poseach Kodim Lebracha Rishona Omer, Adashem Safasai Tiftach Ufiagitila Sacha. So uh, in every Tfilah of the Tfilos, Shachris, Mincha, Mariv, Musaf, Ni'ila. Okay. You begin before the Bracha Rishona by saying Hashem Sifasai Tiftach Vyagitila Sacha. Okay. Which, by the way, let's just translate it now because we haven't translated it yet. Uh, you know, it's funny. It doesn't, it misquoted. It's 
Aleph Dalad Nun Yud, not Yudke Vavke, right? So, so we still say it the same way. Uh, my Lord, Sofasai Tiftach, open my lips, Ufi and my mouth, Yagi Tilasaka, will declare your praises. Okay, fine. And then Ukeshu uh, Chosim, and when you conclude the Shimon Esrei, Besofa Tfila, at the end of the Tfila, Omer Yihu Laratan Imrefi. So that Pasuk is let the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart be favorable before you, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer. Okay, or my quarry and my redeemer, as Rabbi Zimmer would say. The Achrakach Tsoi Lachar, and then you take your three steps back. Okay, so plain and simple, it's nice. The riff says the same thing, no problems. Problem is, okay, uh, is, you know, as, as true non briskers know, where the Ramam codifies something is very, very important to understanding the Ramam Shita. Okay. Yeah. Briskers tend to not care about that as much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, about where the Ramam places. Okay. So he puts the, where is this? This is in Tefilo Birkas Konim chapter two. Okay. So what is this chapter about? Well, chapter one, he goes through the Mitzvah do Rice of Tefila, which didn't have any set time, text, or uh, number per day. Then he goes into uh, what the Dorisa forum was. Then he talks about uh, why things had to change because Kleisro got put into Gullus and they lost the ability to daven only in Hebrew. And then um, people couldn't formulate their tefillahs anymore. And then Kazal created the Shimon Esrei, three brachos of praise in the beginning, three brachos of thanks at the end, and then the middle brachos of requests. And then he explains how they set up tefillahs for Kenega uh, the Korbanos and all this other stuff. Okay, so tefillah, uh, Perak 1 is about um, is about the institution of tefillah, Doraisa, and Dorabana. Okay. So we're going to go through and we're going to just, uh, I'm just going to tell you what each halacha is and we're going to make a little outline and you tell me what the theme of the second parak is, okay? And notice anything weird, okay? First halacha is about the birkas haminim, okay? Which is the bracha that was added to the Shemona Esrei uh, because there were a, uh, there was a proliferation of um, of apikorsim in, in Klai Israel, so they added a bracha, okay? So this is birkas haminim, yeah. Uh, it was added during the emergence of Christianity. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, I think it was, yeah. I don't know exactly when it was added. Yeah. Okay. I, I, there's a bunch of room of wheels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's the Lama Shinim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Lama is the, is the, uh, the, the sanitized uh, version of the text. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah, the, the Ramos versus Lamashumadim for the apostates, right? Yeah. All right. Then in the second halacha is he, he says, um, uh, when do you daven Shmona Esrei? That's when you can, when you can have Kavana, but if not, then they had a, um, a, an abbreviated version of Shmona Esrei. Okay. And, uh, this whole, this is Havi Nenu. Okay. So this is, uh, um, this is Havi, not Havi uh, Havi, Havi Nenu, okay, which is the shortened Shimon Esrei that you can say in certain circumstances, right? Okay, fine. That's the second halakha, uh, second and third halakha. What? Yeah, are you? Okay. Um, okay, then he says when you can say Havi Nenu and when you can't. Okay. Then halakha He is he says on Shabbos and Yom Tov, you don't say 19 brachos, you say seven brachos. Okay. So this is, um, this is a Amida. Shall uh Sheva Brachos uh uh the Yamim Tovin. Okay, the Yom Tov. that is the Lamashinim, the bracha that they added for uh against heretics. Okay. Then 
okay, then he says, uh, okay, that's part of the same topic. Oh, sorry, 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 hold on. No, no, this is Tefillah of, of uh, uh, Musaf Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so Musaf Shel Rosh Hashanah, okay, uh, with, uh, which has nine brachos. Okay, then you have, by the way, we're not going to answer this question this time, but I am going to raise it this time. Okay. I mean, you can, you can try answers. Oh, no, we're going to answer the question what the theme is, but we're not going to answer the problem that emerges from the theme. All right. Uh, we're then gonna, we're going to have the problem. We're going to have the problem to think about for a week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zion is Yom Kippur. Uh, you have um, uh, seven brachos. Okay. So that's feel of Yom Kippur. Okay, fine. Uh, then, okay. Then on Yovel, you have nine brachos. Okay. So that's a separate thing. Okay. Then you have our halacha. Okay. Um, no, just uh, the Yom Kippur of Yovo, you have nine. Uh, you have a, uh, it's kind of like a Mahus of Gornos and Shofros, uh, Rosh Hashanah. In fact, I think it is. Okay. Uh, so then you have Hashem Sifzai Tiftach and Yihu, Yihu Laratzon. Okay. Then you have uh, Yud, uh, Rosh Chodesh and Cholomoid, Yale Viavo. Okay. Yale Viavo. Okay. Then you have um uh Shabbos Yaliviavo also okay then you have um Havdala right the Havdala on Moti Shabbos okay Havdala Bitfila Bitfila Bitmotai Shabbos okay then you have uh Anenu Antinus okay Anenu Biom Hatanis. Good. Okay. Then you have um, Mori Mashiv Ruach Midigashem. Mashiv Haruach Midigashem. Then you have um, uh, da, da, da. oh, then you have Vesain um, Tal Umatar. Okay. Vesain Tal Umatar. Umatar. Okay. And, and then you have more of that. And then you have Ha Melech Hakadosh and Melech Mishpat on Sirius uh, Meitshuva. Hakadosh the Hamelach Hamishpat, and then the last thing you have is um, the other editions of the Sirius Meitshuva, right? So Zacharin Luchaim, uh, etc. Okay, so that is those. That's the table of contents of the second parak. Okay, so what do you say the theme of the second parak is? <laughs> you do, you do have been tel- telepathically communicating. Modifications to tefillah. Yeah. Yeah. After it's set up, yeah. Okay, good. Right. Also, good. Okay, right. Yeah. Point, when we read the halakha, yeah. Uh, he says kodem Matila. He says like, does that mean before or beginning? Uh, kodem bracha rishona. I yeah, thought. Kodem, sorry, kodem yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah. So, so it is. So it, it is in every tefillah, but it is before the first bracha. So it is part of tefillah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Tefillah, yeah. What are you going to say, Yisrael? I was going to say that there's specifically inserts, not necessarily just modifications, but then I realize there also... Yeah. Correct, yeah, so it's... so Let's just talk through the theme. Adding a bracha to Shimon Esrei, okay? Uh, shorting Shimon Esrei, shorting Shimon Esrei, shorting Shimon Esrei, our halacha, adding Yali Viavo, adding Havdal and Tfila, adding Anenu, adding Moshe Baruch Mugashim, adding... These are seasonal changes, uh, right? Yom Tovim changes, seasonal year changes, and then Hamel Kharosh and Zachary Lachaim. Okay. So yeah, Tamar. I'm not totally seeing the like Shabbos and Yom Tov as modifications. It seems a little bit like No, because you're you're shortening the Shimon Asray. 
from 19 to 7. Just the fact that it's sh- a shorter number of brachos? Yeah, you're taking away all the bakashos well, and making the middle one. Like the beginning again. So you have like the, like the main points and then you're just like switching up the entire middle. Yeah, you're switching out the entire middle. I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's not like a complete, like, it's not a different thing. It's the same thing, like, at its core in the, in the sense of like, you know, the, um, the, uh, Chef of you're only saying one percussion instead of 13. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I imagine the question is, is that if, if Hazal says that this is part of Tavila, then why is the wrong categorizing it as a modification? To okay. You could say the question that way. I think it is a strong way to say it. Um, if this is built in all year round, yeah. every time we say it, well, oh, yeah, wow, so. I was yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't quite seem to fit into this because every Shimon Esrei has it. Okay. As opposed to everything else in this chapter, okay. In other words, everything except, else in this chapter, yeah. Except for Birkas Amidah, no, because it wasn't built, built in Pumas Exactly, right? For for hundreds of years, there was no Birkas Aminim, right? Yeah. And it was added, right? So, but there's never been a Shmona Esrei without Adashem Society talking to Lorato. So, at what point, like, do you stop calling it an addition? And furthermore, that was one question that the Quintus asked. Furthermore, it's in a weird place in the parak, right? Like. I, if you if you are going to put this in the parak, where might you have put it? Before or after because I, I also would put it before or after because meaning because it's like a an addition to okay fine technically it's an addition because it's not part of the brachos but it's like part of the goof of the Shimon Esrei yeah. you know so I would have put it all the way like probably before because meaning or after like you're saying you know like like either either before because it comes before or after because it's not one of the brachos right. you know but somewhere up there yeah Yeshua just like the way that I'm saying it maybe it will help clarify things that it's like the general framework you said goof yeah and, uh, there are central parts of the framework that you like don't replace yeah things that you need to replace um okay interesting yeah 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 uh, that, that, that's possibly i'm gonna so i'm gonna table this question you can think about it all week if you want uh, i'm not following the question i am i'm sorry okay the question is uh is um the the theme of the parak is additions or modifications right modifications to shimon Esrei, right yeah but do you call something a modification if it's in every single version of the thing and 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 every and that's how they set it up? Yeah. You know, you don't like if, if 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 every time like like a thing, it wasn't like, that modified into Tefila at a certain point. No, it was created with Tefila at the same time the brothers were created. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's not a modification. I'm trying to think of a, of a muscle, right? Like. No, I got yeah, it. right. Like, like if you're making, if you have a, uh, I'm gonna give one anyway. If you're, if you're, you're making a, uh, a a cooked dish, right? And every time you make the cooked dish, you add like cinnamon. Then that's not an addition. That's part. It's an ingredient. We call that an ingredient, right? It's not. It's not an addition. You know, it's it's just part of the recipe. You know, so this is like part of the recipe of Shmonazer. Okay, so so and what I, and uh, what I meant by this is not a brisket question is I don't. Think you'll ever see a brisker ask a question like this? When was the last time we've seen a Reb Chaim or uh, uh, you know or, or Grizz say, "Well, let's look at where the Rambam codifies this and ask a question based on that"? If you find one, let me know. I have never found so, one. Yeah, yeah. I, was say, well, I was a Shea usually takes you know asks questions. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say when we did the uh, when we did the the Reb Chaim on Tefillah yeah. last year. Yeah, that's Rabbi Zimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that 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 because that's that, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. We're not gonna we're not gonna impose brisker purity tests on everyone here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
All right, and there's cross pollination. Okay, that is, that is true. Okay. And then, well, he is also somewhat Hasidic. Right? That is true, and he's a mystic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now, now let's transition to. Uh, so that was the Masora. That was the Masora phase of the method, right? We we're just looking at the halachos. Okay, and we will believe uh, go back to the halachos like in the other halachic sources later on. I just wanted to introduce you to where it comes from. And the thing is, is no one is saying why it's here. Yeah. Okay. There's taken for granted that they were masaking it. Okay. So this is what kind of also what drove me to the Mikra. But before we go to the Mikra, let's just like, what would you, what, okay. Either what do you think is the reason why we say this before tefillah or what have you heard is the reason we say this before tefillah? Uh, yes. I haven't heard anything. Okay, just, good. Just, Fresh, <laughs> clean slate. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> my, just my gut feeling. It's just like, you're saying like, let my dominate be good. And then you daven. Okay. It's okay. It's, that, that, it's that, like, that's, that's totally reasonable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I will point out though, two things. One is that that is definitely what we're saying at the end, but we just say in past tense, right? right. You let the word, may it be your will that the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart find favor before you. So you're saying I, I maybe your will that my daven was good. I will point out one thing, which you don't have to take seriously unless you want me to glare at you. <laughs> uh, or if you don't, whatever <laughs> the, it does not interestingly enough say, Ufia gid like tefilosecha. It's tehila secha, and tehila is is praise, right? So it is interesting. The question of even does it relate to the entire Shemona Esrei or just the tila in the Shemona Esrei? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, okay. No, but I think I think that's a good. Like like a, a first first thing. My Lord, open my lips, or my lips may you open, and my mouth will declare your praise. Yeah, you should have gotten that. So the explanation I've heard. Yeah. Before you sanctify um, God or ask Him for anything, you yeah, like demand or ask for your lips to be open, or else you can't declare. Anything. Well, that's because of this. That's that's no. But why do we do that though? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that what you said was like literally this, right? Am I, am I missing? No, that, that's the explanation. I, I like why we say this. Oh, okay. So then I'm just pushing the question onto that, which is right. Cause I'm saying we say open my lips to declare your praise and your aunt. And I say, why do we say that? Because we have to say that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that's why I'm asking. Why do we have to say that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we ask for anything, yeah. we have to open the lips. So we have to ask to open the lips well, before please. we ask for anything. That's what I've heard. Welcome to growing up. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm struggling to follow. Hold on. Before we ask for anything, yeah. like we before have to I ask for like a birthday present. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I have to be able to move my lips. Oh, so you're asking literally for the motion of the lips. Yeah. That's what I have. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. That's an interesting idea. Okay. The, the, there's a, a, an Abu Dharam that, uh, that could Abu? support you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I used to say Abu Dharam and then I switched to Abu Dharam, but it's not Abu Dharam. So wait, so you say different person? Is that a different person? Abu, I used to say Abu Diram. I don't know. I don't know how to say it anymore. I just mumble it. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah. So I, mean, yeah, I think this is based on I, either I've heard it or it's just what I'm thinking. I think I grew up with a similar idea, but um, insofar as like my thoughts on it, it's like it's similar to the only way that we can approach and, and have any sort of praise of God is only because of, uh, like, uh, if it hadn't been written, right, it would be blasphemy. Ah, okay. Don't talk about along those lines. So right. I'm saying, like, it's asking permission. Right. It's saying, God, I, re- I understand that I, I need permission to even 
crazy. Okay. So if I'm understanding you correctly and you correctly, then these are two different ideas. Cause you're saying to move your lips. You're saying it's blasphemy if I don't ask for permission. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, so I, I grew up with that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also, that's also my default understanding. And I must've gotten it from, I think I, I got it from the Tefillah Shear, Shearman TTL. Uh, that's where I first heard it. Um, but uh, that is what I was hoping someone would say. Yeah, Isaiah. Oh, I'm going to elaborate on that in a second, but yeah. Um, so I'm making this up now, but okay. it seems like the, the thing is that you're framing tequila as a tequila, which is like- That's interesting also. And not like a, a set of Picasso's. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, that, that that's, that's that's a novel cool. approach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good answer to my question about why it says tequila. Yeah. Um, I also forgot what we said last year when we did Ashray. Was that two years ago now? That was last year. Okay, yeah, last year. So we noted, yeah, we noted that was last year. Okay, we noted that um, Ashe is the only Tehillah, right? And even though the whole book is called Tehillim, um, and I forgot what we said Tehillah meant. Do you remember? All right, we'll have to check it out. We'll have to check the tape. Okay, so uh, I was hoping someone would say the um, the the Matir idea, okay? Because I wanted to review this, and the last time we did this was when you asked the question about why we can't like modify our tefillahs or say our own uh, tefillah. That was a while ago. And we went through this. Yeah, we went through this then. And I think it'd be a good idea to review it. Not the whole, not going to give the whole shear again, uh, but just to read the Ramams again, because these are, this is in the category that many Ramams are in, which is good Ramams to read every year or so. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this is partway through um, uh, the morning volume one. Oopsies. I just deleted the Ramam. Uh, the church did that. Um, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, they got the church to do it. They got the church to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's what they did. Yeah. Okay. So this is the morning book in 159. Okay. Uh, too soon. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, morning book in 159. So the context is Chalik Aleph, which is all about um, uh, homonyms that we use in relation to God that uh, in order to preserve his non-physicality and, and oneness. Okay. And this local context is saying how God doesn't have any attributes. Right. God doesn't have any qualities. God is totally one, no plurality, multiplicity whatsoever. Okay. In the midst of that, he says, you must bear in mind that by affirming anything of him, meaning by saying anything positive about him, you are removed from him in two respects. First, whatever you affirm is only a perfection in relation to ourselves. Okay. So for example, when you call God Gibor, so the only Gvura we know is Gvura that we have or Gvura that we're familiar with, right? So you're only you're limiting God's praise by comparing it to what you know in your own experience. Okay. Second, and then that's bad because your, 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 your frame of reference is very limited. Right. But then second, he does not possess anything super added to his essence, which is synonymous with his perfections, as we've explained. In other words, God doesn't have any qualities. So when you say God is wise or righteous or merciful, you're positing qualities to a being that has no qualities. Okay. And that's, that's what we mean by blasphemous. Okay. Stop me if you have any questions. This is I'm, I'm assuming that we've all heard this literal thing or are familiar with this. This is just to refresh our memories as a lead into the idea, but but this is important. So if you have questions, ask. Otherwise, you're praying to a false deity. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rabbi Moskowitz always used to say that um, one of the Gaonim would do tshuva every day uh, on uh, on Avodazara because he, every day he gained in Yidiya Hashem, and therefore the being who he was praying to the day before was like a, a false god. I, I've never seen that inside, but that's what Rabbi Moskowitz says. Was that when the was wrong? Or? <laughs> uh, I mean, that, we're all in that boat, though. So, 
Yeah. Uh, except, uh, except perhaps Moshe. Except Moshe. Yeah. Okay. Since it is a well-known fact that even the knowledge of Hashem, which is accessible to man, cannot be attained except by negations, and that negations do not convey a true idea of the being to which they refer, all people of both past and present generations declared that Hashem cannot be the object of intellectual comprehension, that none but He comprehends what He is, and that our knowledge consists in knowing that we are unable to truly comprehend Him. Okay. So that's that's what people agree with. I have to quote the thing that I've quoted uh, a lot, but I'll quote it again because. I quoted a lot. Uh, this is the Rubin Bach Ibn Pakuda in the oh, I hate why words start doing this weird thing. Okay, hold on a second. Not we're not quoting uh Epictetus, we're quoting uh Pakuda. What? Uh Rubin Bach Ibn Pakuda in Chobos Alva was 110. The ultimate result of your knowledge should be the confession and conviction oh. that of his glorious essence. You are completely ignorant. If you form in your mind or imagination a picture or representation of the creator, strive to investigate his being, and then you will be convinced of his existence, and all likenesses of him will be rejected by you so that you will find him through reasoning alone. Okay, that's the... Uh, Can you yeah, is that... Um, but way too fast. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that process. basically you have to uh, realize that you can't know anything about God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so then he says, all philosophers say... Uh, I don't know who the all philosophers are. We are dazzled by his beauty and he is hidden from us because of the intensity with which he has become manifest. I feel like this is probably more elegant than the Arabic. Um, just as the sun is hidden to the eyes that are too weak to apprehend it. Okay, much has been said on this topic, but it is useless to repeat it here. Here comes my favorite line. This idea is best expressed in the book of Psalms. L'cha dumia sila, to use silence as praise, right? The meaning of which is in relation to, I don't know why this underlined, in relation to you, silence is praise. Okay. All right. Meaning that, that, I mean, okay. He says, it is, it is a very expressive remark on the subject for whatever we utter with the intention of extolling and praising him contains something erroneous in relation to him. And we perceive it to have some deficiency. Therefore silence is better as is contentedness with the limits of our intellectual apprehensions as the perfected ones commanded saying, say in your heart upon your bed and be silent. So in other words, anything you say about God is really distancing you from him in a way and, and, and it, speaking blasphemy. So you're really better off not saying anything at all. I what yeah question yeah so like why do people theorize about God? Okay, I mean, like, like how do they? Okay, I mean, you can ask me about like what's the point of engaging in who God is? Yeah, if we don't really, if we don't, you know, just shut up. You know, just like whatever, just live. I mean, okay, uh, yeah, you want to answer that? Yeah. No, why say prophets? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so the, these are these are two questions. Okay, the, the first question is actually answered by the um by the part of the realm that I uh, I, I dot dot dotted. Uh, yeah, I negative knowledge that part of the realm. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, which is that that negating things brings you uh uh closer to the truth, right? Like so, what was that? Right. <laughs> it's like yes, who? Yeah, except just without definitive qualities. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of also. Yeah. So, so the person and the realm deals with that in the beginning of this chapter, which is the guy who thinks that God like is physical is is has a way more inaccurate view than the guy who knows that god is not physical but doesn't have positive knowledge of god and then the guy who knows that god isn't physical and doesn't have emotions is closer than that etc yeah. yeah but then the, your question is why do we say brothels and feel at all right yeah. so he, he's going to indirectly answer that and, and then i will uh, elaborate um you already know the famous uh, the statement of the sages would that all passages in the talmud were like that he says and although it is known to you i will quote it verbatim as i wish to point out to you the ideas contained in it here's the story a certain person reciting prayers in the presence of ruby Fanina said uh hakel hagado hagibor uh uh nora hagibor hachazak or whatever whatever azuz hachazak hayarui he started saying all these like adjectives okay the rabbi said to him have you finished all the praises of your master um 
Now, and then he went on to rebuke. Now, the first three praises of Gadol, Gibor, and Nora, we should not have said in relation to Hashem, were it not for the fact that Moshe mentioned them in the Torah, and were it not for the fact that the Anshei Knesset established them in prayer. And yet you say all this? To what may this be compared? To a human king possessing millions of gold coins who was praised for owning silver. Would this not be a degradation to him? Wow. Yeah. So what's the hobby, though? That... You can praise the these things? Yeah. yeah, the more is better. Yeah. yeah. Kolom Mosif Mosif. Come on, Falan, Kolom Mosif Korea. No, yeah. I don't know. Didn't he know that? No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, there's some guy. If it was if it was one of the um uh Amarim or whatever, then I would be like, what's the Oh, it was, it was a random guy. It was a random guy. It wasn't another guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Random guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so thus far the opinion of the pious one. Consider first how repulsive and abhorrent the accumulation of all these positive attributes was to him. Next, how he showed that if he if we had to follow uh, only to follow our reason, we should never have composed these prayers and we should not have uttered any part of them. It has, however, become oh here he's he's answering the idea. He's answering the question. Right? How can we say bravos? It has, however, become necessary to address men in words that should leave some idea in their minds. And in accordance with the saying of our sages, the Torah speaks in the language of men. The creator has been described to us in terms of our own perfections. It must then be the purpose to set a limit for these expressions and not call him by them, except in the reading of the Torah alone. Okay, I'll pause there for a second. So in other words, if we didn't say anything at all about God, right? So then you would just have totally crazy ideas about God, all right? So we we have to say... What? Nothing. We have to say, we have to talk about God, even though the phrases we're using are uh, distortions, because it's the only tool we have, and it's the only way to get more and more uh, accurate, you know? So, like, if, for example, again, just the easiest example is, you know, we refer to God as a being, right? But the only beings we know are, are physical beings. So when you say God is a being, you are associating to physicality, whether you like it or not. But what's the other choice to not refer to God at all? Right. You refer to, you know, like, so it's, you, you have to go with the lesser of two evils, you know, uh, which is to use the terms that are going to help you climb the ladders of negation to get to the joy of God, which you can't actually get to. What? It seems like silence isn't evil. What do you mean? Yeah. In one respect, right. But in the other respect, then then it, 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 it's it's uh, then silence would ideal framework. But we need to praise them. Yeah, because we're human beings who who can only conceive things in physical terms, Question. and who have to grow in our knowledge. So without this, then you wouldn't be able to relate to God at all. And, you, and what would what? This is just a yisod here. What happens if you don't relate to God? You end up doing one of two things. You either uh, I think that's impossible. I think what happens is you either make yourself into a god, or you you worship a vodazara. So, something has to occupy. Oh, sorry, deist. Oh, sorry, deistic. No, you can't be a deist with this. You're gonna have some conception of of. Uh, of yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. So when uh, the first time he says that silence is like the best thing, you know, opposed to like yeah. you know associating with, yeah you know physicality yeah. Um, is, is he saying that you should recognize the sounds as a blessing through you attempting to understand God? Meaning like versus if you just don't learn about God at all, right. and like you just happen to not say anything because you don't know that like that's also. So I think what, what he's saying is, is, is very simple, which is that silence is praise because any actual praise we say is a degradation and a distortion. 
yet we have no choice. In other words, when you say science based, you're recognizing that everything I'm saying is really distorted, but I'm a human being who operates through a psyche and senses, and I have no, I have no, no, no choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this seems to explain uh, how we're able to say Hashem has like certain qualities and feel like we say Hashem does this or does that. Yeah. Even though we don't really know how that works, but how, but how do we explain how we like um we praise Hashem also like we say Hashem is like he's great he's like mighty like seems like a different thing or like we say like far. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Avinu Malkenu. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seems different from like saying Hashem does this or does that. You know. Um. Say the two categories again. Saying Hashem's actions and saying Hashem's actions. Yeah. Praising Hashem. Right. So when you praise Hashem, though, then you are praising him in terms of his actions, right? Well, so, God is, uh, so are you saying there's a difference between just giving a neutral description of action versus a praise? Um, not sure. I think I'm, I need to think about it. Okay, sure. So, I mean, cause I, I would say just to answer, to respond to the part that I, I think I understood is like, we do describe God's actions. When we pray, all of our praises of God are really uh, describing his actions. Right. right? And they are distorting in the same way that we do here, that, that it is here. So when we say God is like uh, strong, right? You know, we're only comparing it to strength that we know in physical strength, which is a limitation and which is positive equality. So we're kind of stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. Were you saying something? Just now? No. Okay. How, so we didn't finish reading this. However, since the men of the great assembly who were prophets came and enacted the enunciation of them in prayer, it is our purpose to mention them alone. I feel like that asks us every time this, this, uh, that, 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 yeah. that, that line comes up and they get the same answer, but uh, they were prophets? Uh, there were prophets among the okay. Antichrist of Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the answer? Um, I guess the answer that I've been told. So I, 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 I mean, uh, the Rome has a list, right? For prophets? Of the Antichrist of the, the, the the star players of the Antichrist of um, the All Star, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, in the uh, based Dino Shal Ezra, yeah. him and the Kram Antikin has a the last three prophets. Uh, Daniel, Hanan, Michelle, Nazaria, okay, Rocha Kodesh. I thought Daniel was a uh, according to the Ram, Daniel had Rocha Kodesh, which is why we put him in Ksuvin and not in the Vian. Uh, Nehemia, Ben Chachalia, Mordechai, Zerubbabel. Uh, yeah, so at least. At least you got Haggai Zakhar in Malachi. I mean, Mordechai yeah. also is that known. Uh, not according to the Ramam. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, seemingly not according to the Ramam. Um, not according to Miguel's Esther either, right? I mean, uh, there's no Nebua. Um I think Chazal say he was a... He's a small guy. Yeah. Did that come up in one of your shirim recently? It came up in a shirim recently that, uh, that uh, after the fact... Oh, yeah, I think it was me and your shirim, right? That uh, the end of the Megillah shows that, like, yeah, not everyone approved of him. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there were there were uh, Navim on the Antikonasakdola, uh, and the reason why that's important because you could say, well, halakhically, Navi can't interfere in halakha in terms of like in the capacity of Navi. So why do we need Navim for this? Oh, well, because like we need reshows from somebody who knows like how to interact so yeah right that's what we said last year i think from the rub right is that that uh that you need people who are like holding an edsm who know the proper language and and protocols oh, yeah and that was what i think the rub said that was why it's, it's not only enough that it was said in the torah but also that like it was like the Nadeem in right they they approved of it yeah. yeah yeah and then that's how he concludes he says the principal lesson to be derived from this passage is that there are two reasons for employing such phrases in our prayers first 
the current Torah. Secondly, the prophets introduced them into the prayer. We're not for the first reason. We should never have uttered them. And we're not for the second reason. We should not have copied them from their places to recite them in our prayers. It was for this reason that Rabbi Hanina exclaimed, yet you go on with all these attributes. Right. Uh, and then the, oh, he says, you also learn from this that not all of the attributes that we find applied to Hashem in the books of the prophets are permitted for us to pray with and recite. For he, Rabbi Hanina, does not say, were it not that Moses, our teacher, said them, we would not have been able to use them. But he adds another condition, and had not the men of the great assembly come forward and establish their use in prayer, because only for that reason are we allowed to use them in our prayers. And this is another reason why it's important to trace the psukim, uh, sorry, the phrases in tefillah back to their sources in the mikra, because that's linking them back to the words of the Nevi'im, you know, or... Yeah, right. Although we do say so, that's not there, yeah. <laughs> okay, then he goes into the whole thing where he slams the people who write putim and songs. Um, yeah, which we yeah we did this last year though, right? I love how in Arsenal. Yeah, in Arsenal. Yeah. Um, okay, and uh, and so yeah, again, that's the Ram she does that we shouldn't sing any songs or write any poetry about God, and that's the Rav's famous thing about like you see that the Ram lost because we do say this stuff, you know. <laughs> so Ram lost that battle. Yeah, in the in Halakhic man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, so then, then he just gets to the end. He says, we will now return to complete the exposition and nuance of the words of Rabbi Hanina. He did not say, to what may these be compared to a human king who had millions of gold coins, but they praised him for his hundreds of coins. For this analogy would indicate that Hashem's perfections are merely greater than those perfections which we ascribe to him, but are of the same kind, right? Just a quantitative or degree difference. This is not the case, as we have demonstrated. Rather, the nuance of this analogy consists in the statement, a human king who had millions of gold coins, but praised it for silver. This teaches us that the attributes are perfections vis-a-vis ourselves, but bear no relation whatsoever vis-a-vis Hashem. Rather, all of them are imperfections in relation to him. As Rehanina explained, saying, would this not be degradation to him? Um, is this the end? Yeah. I've already conveyed to you everything that you imagine to be a perfection in these attributes is, in actuality, sorry, that everything that you imagine to be a perfection in these attributes is, in actuality, an imperfection in relation to Hashem, if applied in the same sense that they apply to ourselves. Shalom, peace be upon him, has already given us sufficient guidance on the subject, saying in Kohelis 5.2, for God is in heaven and you are on earth, therefore let your words be few. Which, if you want another thing for your arsenal, uh, Ariel, Ibn Ezra has a rant on uh, on this puzzle in Kohelis uh, against people who write Putin also. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's his rant. So, what does this have to do with our Pasuk? So I was taught, I think by, by, by Rabbi Chade, that, um, that this Pasuk is, so the, the whole idea of the Ram is, is saying that we need a matir in order to engage in, in praise, a matir being a license. And the matir is conceptually, like what is it that allows us philosophically to engage in praise of God? Not halakhali, but philosophically. But just because you need something, oh, hold on, just saying, I'm gonna, um, the need to do it then gives us like, like the end that was okay. But the need wouldn't be enough because, because just remember how what Azara started, they 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 also felt like they needed to do stuff, right? It's it's our recognition that our praise is not accurate, okay, right? I mean, you're you're explaining the 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 the, why we have uh, you are answering a question which I was unclear about. You're asking the question of why we are allowed to praise God at all in terms of like, like the institution, but I'm saying, right. And I'm saying like, like, how does the matir function is that it is making you recognize before you engage in this praise to recognize everything I'm about to say is, is blasphemous, but, but I have no choice because it's the only way that I can climb the ladder of Yedias Hashem, you know, and, and relate to God. And, and that I think is what we're saying, Adashem, my Lord, you are the only one who can give me 
the the license, the permission to engage in blasphemous speech, speech about you. And with your permission, I'm going to say your praises. You know, yeah. You know, it is interesting that um, it wasn't instituted. It, it wasn't instituted, you know, from the teal itself. It's almost like uh, it's almost like you know, like uh, like we had to put it in there. It's almost, it has to it had to have come through our recommendation. But all Altfila, I don't know, because Altfila was was written by us. Uh, true. Yeah. Uh, so then my question is, um, um, sh- would it have been better if we if we put it in there? And t- maybe, okay, hold on. Like, there, there's, like, the essence of tefillah, right? Yeah. Like the, the whole, you know, the, the Shabbat and then the, the brachos, and those are the essence. Yeah. Right? But Hashem says that tipped off, it, it seems like, you know, it's, like, not really, but it is. You know what I mean? It's, like... Yeah, I mean, the Hashem says that tipped off is not Shabbat, Pukash, and Hoda. Yeah, but it, like it, it is external, but it was yeah, but it it was added by the same people who wrote the Shmona Esrei though. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so so I guess my question is like, I mean, why not just integrate it uh, as a part of Tila? You know, you say that why integrate as a? I don't know how to format the question because it, it, it has to be prior to Tila because you can't start praising God before you've done this. Are you saying why not make it a bracha before Avos? I don't, I, never mind. Oh, think about it. If, I, if you have, a, yeah, I don't know how to form it. It's, it's complicated. Okay. All right. So here's the here's the problem. Okay, another problem. So so I think this is a good idea. I don't think this is a wrong idea. I think this is this is good and like necessary, arguably, that before you dive into you should realize this. Here's the thing. I wanted to do to go over the uh, the the micro tonight, but should we just save it for next time? Okay. Yeah. So let's let's do that then. Okay. So so um. If you want to like, uh, if you want spoilers, look at the parak where this comes from, and think about it. But if not, we'll 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 do it in uh in in share because it, it it will radically change things. Okay, really? yeah. Something seems to be like like seems like like if I had a guess, I, I thought you were gonna ask before like what do you think the contents of this parak? Yeah. Like if I had a guess, like David's running away from someone or he's sick or something. So I, I would have guessed that it's one of the Ashrei type prokim about Shavach. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you the teaser. You know what the teaser is? Teaser is Lamna Seikh Mizmullah David Bavo Elav Nasan Hanabi Kashir Ba al Bashava. This is the tefillah where he is uh asking for forgiveness for the sin of Bat Shava. Dun dun dun. Yeah, David. Uh no. I don't think so. I think that's Lamna Seikh Lunik Korach. I don't know. Can you find it in the sitter and just show me and and uh What's the specific bicep? Uh, it is 16. 16. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, seven, 17. 17, yeah. No oh. Um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this here now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Probably after shoppers. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my 
readers for reading, and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.